now, it's time for the Tim Donnelly Show on the talk of the New River Valley. 1017, 1035, and 1460 WRAD. Good morning, everybody. Happy Friday. Congratulations, you've made it through another week. And assuming you're not listening to this on, on some kind of bedside radio, uh, then you've done the hardest part of the day, right? You've gotten out of bed and, and you've conquered Friday morning, which means it's practically the weekend. Congratulations uh, to you for making it to the weekend. And uh, and thank you for starting your Friday with us here on the WRAD Radio Network, 101.7, 103.5, and 1460 AM. We are live inside the Makadoo studio. Guests and callers join us on the Baker team hotline. That's 540-639-4900. Uh, I'm Tim Donnelly alongside producer Lobro, and it is uh, it's a good day. It is, man. It's Friday. It's awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Can I explain to everybody Lobro's weekly schedule here? Monday comes in, and he's and he's jacked, usually, traditionally. Jacked up, ready to conquer the world. This week's going to be different. Tuesday, a little less energy. Wednesday, a little less energy. Thursday, he's practically taking naps during the commercial break. <laughs> okay. And then, and then Friday, all of a sudden, he's got all the gusto back in his sails. All of a sudden, he's ready to roll again. Uh, and, and I'd assume that's how a lot of people's uh, weeks go. Well, the thing is, it's you're, you got that energy because you're going into the weekend. You're jacked because of it's, that. And then on Monday, you have that leftover energy. It's, it's, it's like a race. It's the home stretch. Once yeah. you can see the finish line. It, all of a sudden, you you can run hard because you know you know the the end is near, Absolutely. and obviously right at the gate before you're tired. But it's that back back curve where <laughs> Lobro just gets his butt kicked by the week it's each like, week. It's like an abyss. Like Wednesday, you're like in it's, this, it, for it, Thursday. It's, it's Thursday for you. Thursday is where you get a little ornery. You, you start fighting back a little bit more aggressively. <laughs> right. Either it's, way, it's, it's a struggle. It's 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 tough being low, bro. Either Same. either way, uh, this weekend we have the the Super Bowl, uh, oh which which means there's going to be parties all over the place, right? There's going to be people that uh, are thrown into sports conversations with people that they might not uh, know that well, that they might not interact with that often, and and of course, uh, we got you covered for that situation right here, right now. No one has time to catch all the games. Don't worry. Tim will get you covered. Panther fans, listen up. Your team's not in the Super Bowl, but there's still some news coming out of Charlotte. Greg Olson, longtime tight end, almost a decade with the team, one of the best players in franchise history. He and the Panthers have decided it's best to part ways mutually. I just can't wait for a, a situation where a relationship ends in public and it's not mutual. I just want someone to say, it's not them, it's me. I don't want to be here. Uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, Greg Olson on the way out. Uh, it, it's going to hurt the Panthers. They're entering into a bit of a rebuild mode. Uh, the, the real interesting thing is how this is going to affect Cam Newton. Thomas Davis is gone. Steve Smith is gone. Greg Olson is gone. Luke Keekley is gone. All of these guys have moved on, and Cam Newton is the last of that core group remaining. And, and, and who knows how long that will last. Tom Brady last night decided to say, look at me, everybody, look at me. I don't get enough attention. I'm only Tom Brady. When he posted a, a silhouette of himself either walking into or out of a football stadium. 
no caption, no words, just dramatic. And, and of course, everyone immediately became uh, a palm reader, right? Oh, this means that he's retiring. Oh, this one over here means that he's going to go play for the Chargers. This one over here means he's going to play for the Titans. No, he's coming back to the Patriots. It didn't mean anything. He then responded to Adam Schefter saying that the picture had nothing to do with his football future. He knew we would speculate. He knew that Patriots Nation would go crazy. Somehow, this guy is the greatest quarterback to ever live with six Super Bowls and an entire nation that is obsessed with him, his supermodel wife, and his perfect life, and the Uggs that he wears on his feet. And he's still saying, look at me, look at me, like a two-year-old that's saying, look what I can do. Get over yourself, Tom Brady. That guy's never going to retire, not because he's still a good football player, but because he can't deal with not having all of the eyeballs set right on himself. Last night, Michael Vick 30 for 30 on ESPN. Uh, It it appears as if it's not a perfect documentary. Um, I have not had a chance to see it as of yet. Had to get to sleep early before it aired at 9. However, uh, brand recognition. Brand recognition. It should be a a positive for Virginia Tech when it comes to recruiting, when it comes to money raising, because the more and more and more people talk about your program, the better and better and better it is. And at the very least, the Michael Vick 30 for 30 documentary is going to get people talking. Uh, Also last night, Bo Davidson, a member of the offensive staff for the Virginia Tech Hokies, not a full assistant coach, but a member of the staff nonetheless, tweeted this out. Can't wait to see this kid next year. He was just warming up last year with a whole bunch of emojis, and he tagged Hendon Hooker. That's a a semi-endorsement there from someone inside the building. I'm not saying Hendon Hooker doesn't deserve to start. I believe he does. However, I would have guessed that everyone inside that building would have been towing the line saying, open competition, everyone has a chance, everyone's equal, Braxton Burmeister, Quincy Patterson, along with Hendon Hooker. Them saying this makes me believe that maybe that, that the wide-open quarterback room might not be as wide open as we thought. Hokies play Florida State tomorrow uh, on the basketball side of things. Uh, how about this for Florida State? Their top seven scorers are all between 6'4 and 6'9. A little out of character for, for the Seminoles, who traditionally have a couple of 6'9", 6'10", 6'11", 7 feet guys with wingspans that span from the east to west coast. Uh, but they are still tremendously talented. Statistics might not jump out at you, but they've beaten good teams and they passed the eye test. An absolutely huge game for Virginia Tech up against the top 10 opponent. And then there's this other game. This other game that might pop up in your your water cooler conversations occasionally this weekend. Matter of fact, it might be the reason you need Gotcha Covered to keep you updated with sports conversation because it's the one sports event that you watch every year, the Super Bowl. It's the one sports event that you can drag the the spouse and kids, kids to every year. It's the Super Bowl. And I'll leave you with this. The Chiefs, if you pick them, it's because of their explosion. They don't have to play four great quarters like everyone else, right? They could play one great half and just be so much better than everyone else in that one great half, it's enough to win. We saw it against Houston. We saw it against Tennessee where they played bad first quarters and absolutely exploded to win the game anyway. If you're picking the Niners, it's because you believe in smash-mouth football. It's because you believe in running, running the ball and defense. Mostert and Shanahan and defense. That's what you're betting on. So those are the reasons to make your two picks. I can't tell you who to pick. You can take anyone. 
Once again, that is Got You Covered here on the Tim Donnelly Show, making sure that if you stumble into any uh, conversation at the Super Bowl or anywhere else along the way, uh, not at the Super Bowl, at a Super Bowl party. I mean, or, you may go, if you're lucky. <laughs> or anywhere else along the way uh, you are you are taken care of. Um, before we start to talk about the Panthers and Greg Olson, which we touched on in, in the, uh, the Got You Covered segment, I, I remembered during the break why Lobro is in such a good mood. Lobro, you, you graduated how long ago? Uh, a month and Ball, a half. Ballpark. About a month go. and a half ago. Um, first in your life, you got an office today. I did. You, we, we cleared out a, a little production room that we had. We put a computer in there, and uh, and Lobro now has an office. He's stepping up in the world. It's pretty awesome. Not going to lie. I like it a lot. I'm super excited. Got your own computer, a little desk. No windows yet, but there's room to grow. You've already given me a gift to put in there. I it's gave all, you a little, little hokey decoration. Yeah, it's already starting to be decked out. I'm, I'm super pumped. I'm really, really excited. It, that's a that's a big step. <laughs> I didn't funny. I didn't get my first office until I was 26. Really? I was I had the cubicle. I was rocking the cubicle though. Oh, really? Okay. I, I was pulling off a cubicle for a while, a little cubicle farm. You, you become close with your your cubicle friends. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. Um, but but no, I don't have an, like an office with four walls and a door. Until until twenty six, so you're you're ahead of the game there. Congratulations! I love it. How, what, what are the plans? Let's go training. Let's go HGTV with it. What, what, how are we decorating? We like mirrors. Mirrors give it the illusion that it's bigger than it is. It's not a big office. Well, yeah, mirrors. Mirror might be good. I've got a fern, an old fern from the old production room. So I got that in the corner you got there. Got a fern. All right, um, living, I, breathing. I may. Uh, I think it's like a fake. fern. Of course, but it's I fake. may. I may like put it up on the desk actually in the corner there. You know, make it look like it's like taller than it actually is. Um, I don't know. I've got <laughs> finally got my diploma, so I could probably put that up on the wall. Like maybe? a doctor's waiting room. Yeah, so I could do that. You know, so you could see, like, yeah, I actually went to college. Yeah, so you know, the proof's there. Um, got some old posters in my room. I might just kind of migrate so that way my my walls aren't so cluttered in my room now. So uh, I'm I'm pretty pumped. All right, I'm really excited. All right, cool. Uh, Lobro has an office, and he's still producing the show. So uh, he's around every morning for us, and now has a place to nap. <laughs> where you can shut the door and we won't know. Um, Panthers this past, uh, just yesterday, uh, Panthers and Greg Olson. Uh, Greg Olson, one of, one of the Panthers legends, uh, tight end, actually has some some first in NFL history, right? First a- a- NFL tight end to have 1,000 yards in three consecutive seasons, right? Part of the tight end revolution, along with guys like Vernon Davis, guys like Gronkowski, which has led to, to players like George Kittle, players like Travis Kelsey, players like Zach Ertz, um, Jordan Reed when he's healthy, right? The, the, those those players have have opened up the the path for the young players, and and Greg Olson is kind of a part of both worlds, right? He, he was he was a bridge from from those two groups that I'm mentioning. Um, so so Greg Olson mutually part ways with the, with the Panthers. First of all, I am tired of mutually parting ways. Do you want a little more drama in your breakups? I, I don't know if it's drama, but I I just like it wasn't mutual. Greg Olson said he still wants to play, and he released a a a statement that took four different pictures. Right, you know the words uh, were like screenshotted. It took four different pictures on Twitter where he basically just gushed about how much he loved Charlotte, how much he loved Carolina, how much he loved the Panthers organization. And then he said, oh, it's mutually you know, decided that we should, I should part. It's like, if you love Charlotte as much as you said, you still want to keep playing. You don't want to leave. 
Right. It's it's almost as if the the Panthers came in and said, "We don't want you here. You're going to leave. Do you think you should leave? Yes. Mutual decision. Right. It, it, it's it's whoever brought it up first should have to say it. But but I guess they're saving face, so so they're going to do what they want to do. Um. The other thing is 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 this. I don't know what makes a player one of those players that just has media assuming that he can do this. Jason Witten stepped off the football field, stepped into the Monday night football booth. Greg Olson, uh, another tight end, uh, apparently has a tremendous amount of options when it comes to media entities that want him uh, to join their staff if he does not find the proper fit on the football field. Yeah. I'm going to just let you guys know. Now, I know my job is pretty awesome, right? The 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 fact that I get to wake up every morning, talk about sports and and, you know, call that work and get paid for it is awesome. And I know there's a lot of people out there that talk about sports for 3 hours a day and don't get paid. You know, there's talking with their friends and family. But but you can't just walk off the football field and do this. Like I I know that for a fact. You cannot so, so Greg Olson, I don't know, the media giving him a chance, I, 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 I don't know why, right? Send him to a smaller market, make him learn. Um, wants to play. I'd guess he wants to get a ring. If he does pop back up, you know, assume for it to be one of those teams that you recognize, right? Whether, whether it's, uh, you know, a team that, a Titans team that, that's um, in the Ravens, they have a billion tight ends, um, Patriots. Right, expect it to be one of those teams that that wins a lot. Seattle, um, because he he's not going to come back just to you know tally another 800 yards onto his career totals. If he comes back, he's going to expect to be be in the mix with with the championship. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, Coach K yelled at the crazies, then called a meeting to meet with the crazies. What can he learn from his own lectures? Little dose of his own medicine. Next. All your Hokie news in one place. Tune into the Hokie Hour, weekday mornings at 7 on WRAD. Tim Donnelly Show back on the talk of the New River Valley. WRAD 101.7103.5-1460 AM live inside the Mockadoos studio. Guests and callers join us on the Baker team hotline. Um Coach K. Oh, man. Fancies himself some kind of keeper of the, the, the legend of college basketball, right? Which I'm fine with, right? It, he, he coached against some of the greats. He's got a bunch of national championships. That's fine. He's got but, the accolades. But he couldn't control his own emotions, right? And you would think, like, that being a veteran would, well, like, in that, like, college basketball world, you'd be able to keep your emotions in check. Yeah, and, and he's dealing with some stuff. He, he coached Kobe Bryant for 11 years on Team USA. Um, but he exploded on his own student section. Exploded um, in a way that I believed was unprofessional. Running across the stage, or excuse me, across the court and, and screaming at, at kids for chanting something that was not inappropriate at all um, is is showing them up in a way that is unfair. They're there to support the team. They're there to to appreciate the the student body atmosphere, right? The the school spirit that that athletics creates, 
and they got unnecessarily embarrassed by a 72-year-old making $10-plus million a year. That's an abuse of power, right? The fact that he then, which is, which is where this story has, has bounced back up, the fact that he then went out to what, what, what the, the tenters, right, the people that camp out for, for, for tickets, it was roughly you know, 30, 40, 50, whatever it is, and, and he explained to them, listen, I was emotionally charged. Um, I had, you know, I'm dealing with the, the, the Kobe Bryant, Jeff Capel, when he was a player here, dealt with some booing from his home stands. Um, and I, and, and, you know, no one wants to deal with that. And he's my guy and I wanted to protect him. And this is where I was coming from, which is super ironic, right? That he went to them and wanted to, to speak his piece on what he did, wanted to explain why he did what he did. Because that is the exact thing that he did not afford the student section, right? He didn't, he didn't give them a chance to explain what they were chanting, why they were chanting it, what went into behind it, what were they dealing with, why were they chanting at Jeff Capel. He didn't give them that opportunity before he embarrassed them on television and embarrassed them in, in, in college basketball. Credit where it's due, though. At least he's kind of like admitting he's sort of in the wrong, right? Sure, but but the damage was done. There's right. already the meme out there of of him yelling at the students and the students looking like puppy dogs when when they you know when you come home and you 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 see that they ripped up a paper that was in the trash and and you know they're they're showing those big eyes and they're looking away. They were embarrassed. By a 72-year-old making $10-plus dollars without being given the chance to explain themselves before being embarrassed. And then the 72-year-old making $10-plus dollars immediately doubled back and asked for the opportunity to explain himself. Hmm. If you're going to be the keeper of, of the legend, you better live up to that legend. He, if he's going to love lecturing kids, right, after wins of someone he felt was disrespectful, he'll whisper sweet nothings into their ear about the, the you know, how, in, how much integrity they have in, in the, the handshake line. If he's going to do that, you better live up to it on your end. I mean, it's, it's a cheesy cliche, and I don't want to be Captain Cliche, but, but he's throwing rocks, and he lives in a glass house at the moment. And he's been throwing rocks for 20 years. And he just moved into a glass house. Like it was, it was fine when you were throwing rocks and you lived in the cement, the cement fortress down the street. He's got a fancy glass house. But now that you moved into a glass house, everyone you've been throwing rocks at for the last 20, 30 years wants to, wants to have a word with you. They're knocking on the door and they see you in there because it's a glass house. It's 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 actually kind of embarrassing, and, and I hope that they he did have an introspective moment where he realized how ridiculous what he did was. Yeah, and, and I hope he felt some embarrassment. Right, if you do something that is embarrassing, I hope you feel some embarrassment. I hope it one. I hope it wasn't one of those things where he like feels like he's already at the pinnacle of college basketball, so he like can feels do whatever like he, he can, wants. Yeah, he, I hope it wasn't that. That's that's exactly what I'm getting at. I I hope that he doesn't feel he is the dictator of college basketball. There's only room for one sports dictator, and he's he's right behind the mic right here on the Tim Donnelly show. Uh, 
And I also do that facetiously. Like, I understand that I'm not. Um, if, if, if he truly believes he's some kind of overruling, I need to uh, be judge and jury for the fans, the opposing team, my team, uh, the administration, the, the everything, then he needs to hop off that high horse quickly. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Tom Brady? No, he's not Brady. He's not being smart. Tom Brady next. Welcome back into the Tim Donnelly Show. Bright and early on a Friday morning. Big weekend. Super Bowl weekend. Right, but first, Tom Brady's got something to say. You can't let us get through one Super Bowl week without talking about him. The Super Bowl is Sunday, and on Thursday night, Thursday, Tom Brady made it all about him. Do you know you know who Tom Brady is? Tom Brady is your best friend that gets engaged at your baby shower. Selfish. Individual. Tom Brady is the friend that announces his his wife is pregnant in your best man speech. As he's being the best man for you at your wedding, he interrupts to to announce that his wife is pregnant. He's that. He can't let anyone else have their moment. Everyone that's worried about Tom Brady retiring, I'm leaning further and further and further towards this guy is going to play until absolutely no team will give him even a veteran minimum contract because he cannot stand to not have all of the attention on him. He's one of those weird dichotomies where he's a very private guy, but he wants everyone to know that he's a very private guy. You know, you know, it's like a, it's an oxymoron, right? Like he, he makes a public statement to announce that he's got no comment. It's like, wait, well, no, no one was asking. You didn't have to do that. Don't have to throw your two cents. And then the thing is, it stinks because Tom Brady's becoming less and less likable as, as his career goes along. And sports are so much better when the goat is likable. And oh, come on. You looking out this window right now, Lobro? I mean, I'm trying to stretch my neck out as much as I can. Oh, sorry to the the blue truck cruising by the uh, cruising by the the station here. Just got my guess is pop for a little speeding. Lights flashing. What is it? Six thirty-seven in the morning on a Friday. That is a heck of a way to start your weekend. At least you got the Super Bowl to look forward to. Yeah, but maybe you were gonna. Order a couple pizzas. Now you're looking at the bank account, right? Maybe you're going to go out, do some some partying, see some friends, maybe have some drinks. Now you're looking at the bank account, and you know you got that ticket hanging over your head. I don't know. It's it, oh, There's no worse feeling than being driving along, especially on a dark, dark night like tonight. And then uh, all of a sudden, those those red and blue lights get to popping off in your rear view. You know, on a side note, and now, now I'm just on a tangent. We'll come back to Tom Brady in a second. Side note, do you know what is like one of the top 10 best feelings in the world? When uh, is it when a cop like is it like when those lights like flash behind you but they're actually going for the guy in front of you? Well, just when you pull over and you're and you're like, oh man, and you start thinking about yeah. was I, sp-? and then they cruise on by. I'm gonna say this: it's a mixture. It, it's probably the, literally the definition of bittersweet because it feels like you feel if you feel like you even horrible. if you weren't even if you weren't 
speeding. Yeah, you were doing nothing wrong. You feel like you got away with something. Well, and it's that, and it's also, but before they pass you, you feel like, oh, no, your heart drops. It's like, what did I do? And you're freaking out, and then they pass, and you your mood instantly goes. You change like it, that's the biggest, and you let out the most audible sigh of relief. The it, world has it's ever almost heard. like oh, they didn't catch me, even if you weren't speeding, right? It's it's you feel like you you pulled one over on them because they drove by you. It's just fantastic. Sorry to the blue truck that did not happen to you. Uh, going back to Tom Brady though, uh, sports as a whole are so much better. When the greatest of all times are likable, right? Yeah, like Kobe Bryant. Or Kobe, like, Kobe or, had his had his moments well, where he is, was he was true. not very local. I'm thinking like Tiger Woods before the adultery scandal popped off. It's weird because all well, I don't know because we're bringing up these like these all stars, but like, but I, I, everyone does seem to have their issues. Yes, but but think of Michael Jordan in the '90s. Think of Tiger Woods in the early 2000s. In their prime. Like, where they were always likable? I, like, their approval rating was probably close to as 100% as you could possibly get. Hmm. And it made rooting for them so... Like, everyone likes to be a winner, right? You want to be rooting for the team that won. You want to like the team that wins. And, yeah. and that's why those eras were such golden eras for their sports. Anytime uh, MJ played in the 90s and won a championship was gigantic for the NBA, right? The the stretch from like 97 to 04 for Tiger Woods was, was you know, the boom in golf. The reason why golf is so lucrative now and you can make so much money and you're so famous is because of Tiger in that section. And it would be so awesome if Tom Brady was a likable dude. Like who who's your, uh, uh, your like number one celebrity to, that you'd want to hang out with? Mm. Like a, like a musician or an actor, it's got to be Jack Black. Jack Black, perfect, perfect example. Seems like such a fun guy. If you had Tom Brady, his on field ability, and gave him Jack Black's personality, how much fun would football be? Right. How much fun would it be when he's cracking jokes in the post game press conference, even if he's not saying anything? Right. He's still doing the whole like both teams played hard. Uh, you know, I respect my opponent, but he's doing it in a Jack Black likable kind of way. Uh, you know, what are the possibilities there of how much fun football could be? You know, I totally agree because you know we sit there probably like now, even though and you know we you know you talk about how people universally don't like the Patriots or whatever, but I mean you because you see Tom Brady, it's like oh he scored another touchdown, of course. It 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 takes a special kind of likable to to be the best and be likable. Because as a unit, we just kind of we look to hate the best. Yeah, because right? you want because you even though you may not we get be jealous. able to play football at all, you might you might be like, wow, I want to be as good as that yeah. guy. You get jealous. It's it's natural to get jealous. Um, I want to like the goat, right? But he actually this is why I think he's unlikable. He's a bit like Boston sports as a whole. I talk about this often, right? My dad is a Boston sports fan. I was talking about this just the other day on the show. Um, Boston sports fan. Grew up in the in New England, uh, Connecticut. My grandma retired to Cape Cod, Massachusetts, right? Like they they were New Englanders, and he was a big Boston fan. Uh, Celtics, Bruins, Red Sox, the works. And for, you know, the first long bit of his life, they all stunk, right? The Red Sox were cursed. 
uh, outside of the the Celtics and Larry Bird, you know the the Bruins had their ups and downs, and the Patriots stunk, and 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 he still felt like, or still feels like, that fan, right? That fan that that was beaten up by his teams and never got to win the big one and all that kind of stuff. Even though they've won like twenty championships between the the four teams in the last twenty years, it's like every year they're winning at least one on average. Yeah. Um. Tom Brady's kind of like that. Tom Brady still operates like he's the sixth-round draft pick that couldn't be the starter at Michigan that everyone doubted when he took over for Drew Bledsoe. It's like, man, you have nothing left to prove. But he's not that guy anymore. And it's a little annoying to see him complaining or to see him acting as someone that's got a chip on their shoulder. Or... or even if he keeps the chip on his shoulder mentally, someone that's outwardly doing that, right? The way he uses social media is very, very much look at me, right? It's very, very much no one's paying attention to me. I want to be paid attention to. What he doesn't realize is everyone's paying attention to him already. Prior to his post last night, right? Prior to his cryptic, dramatic post last night, Jimmy Garoppolo estimated that that he... Uh, 50% of the questions he was asked this week had to do with Tom Brady. Jimmy Garoppolo is starting in the Super Bowl on Sunday at quarterback. 100 plus million dollar contract, GQ good looks, and 50% of the questions he was asked about were Tom Brady. And what does that got to do to a guy when it's like, man, shut up about like the Tom guy Brady, I used the know? guy I used to back up when I was in New England. But but my point is Tom doesn't have to do anything to get people to talk about him. He could like snap his finger in public and be like, "Oh, Tom Brady snapped his finger. Get a picture quick." Exactly. So, so he doesn't have to do this game, right? Right. Uh, in the NBA, Dame Lillard kind of does this, right? Damian Lillard plays in the West Coast, uh, plays in Portland, not an extremely big media market, right? Plays most of his games starting at ten or ten thirty at night, so the East Coast doesn't even see him. But he's a really good player, and he scores a ton of points, and he's clutch, and he's and he's probably underrated. So you see him talking about himself, right? He'll put out a diss rap record on Shaq. He'll he'll um, answer questions in ways that will get us to talk about it the next morning, right? He'll put a quote out into the world that will make the East Coast talk about it the next morning. He has to do that to get the respect yeah. he deserves. Stay relevant, yeah. Tom Brady acting like Dame Lillard is annoying as hell because he doesn't have to do it. Right? Like, like there are certain, uh, when you're coming up, we'll use the rap game as an example. When you're coming up in the rap game, sometimes beefs, rap beefs, which seem so stupid, are a way to, to get your name out there, right? If you can get a superstar to beef with you, then everyone's going to listen to your stuff because they want to see, you know, the back and forth. Unless you're like Nick Cannon, then everyone forgets about you. If you think Nick Cannon has had a week <laughs> where more people heard his stuff, than the week where he was beefing with Eminem, you're crazy. I get yeah, you got a point. There. Like the clicks and downloads. I listened to all three diss songs that Nick Cannon put out. I am not a Nick Cannon rap fan. And now we don't really seem to hear much from him anymore. But 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 the other aspect to that is if you are Jay-Z and you're just picking fights with everyone, one, you could put out a song about anything and we're all gonna listen. Two you look like a jerk. You look combative. You look angry. 
Tom Brady is is on the peak of the world and he's still punching down. The only thing Tom Brady should say this offseason is when he signs an agreement, he should say, I am now a member of still the Patriots, the Chargers, the Titans, the Raiders, whatever it is, or I'm retiring. Nobody celebrates their athletes more than Americans. Tom Brady, you don't need extra extra entitlement or extra celebration. We've all seen it before. We all will celebrate you when you retire. Your legacy is secure. I can't believe I have to tell you this. We're going to take a break when we come back. The offseason starts Sunday, ironically. The Super Bowl, triple zeros on the clock. That means the offseason started. What can we expect this offseason next? More of the Tim Donnelly Show next on WRAD. Tim Donnelly Show continuing here on the talk of the New River Valley, WRAD, 101.713.5, a.m., bright and early on a Friday, 6.51, almost 52 at the moment. Um, Hokie Hour coming up. Uh, later on in the show, we'll do bold predictions. We have a good show coming. Um, but But one of the surprising things is it's like having – uh, you've been on a week vacation, and uh, and and the last day you have something awesome planned. Like, yeah, to cap it all off. Like like uh, my parents live in Orlando, so we'll use Orlando as an example. Someone goes on like a Disney vacation, and they save Hollywood Studios for the last day. Hollywood Studios for me is is my favorite park. Right, okay. uh, used to be the Tower of Terror. Now it's I think a, a the drop of the Guardians of the Galaxy or something. Yeah, a uh, rock and roller coaster. Like a um, uh, Star Wars world's there, oh, Toy yeah. Story world's there. So uh, you save Hollywood Studios for the last day, right? And all week, you're kind of really excited to get there. But what you don't realize is as soon as that big thing is done, vacation is over, right? You're so distracted by wanting to ride the rock and roller coaster, that, uh, which, by the way, is awesome. Probably my favorite event at, at Disney World. I got to get out there and try it one day. Um, you're, you're so busy looking forward to it that you don't realize until it's over that, oh, vacation is over and like tomorrow morning we got to be up at 5 o'clock to get to the airport because we're, we're flying out. Right. That, it, that's what the Super Bowl is like, right? NFL season has been going on. We've been on an awesome vacation, and we're, now we're looking forward to the Super Bowl. There's all of these storylines. Patrick Mahomes, Kyle Shanahan redemption, Andy Reid looking to finally complete the career, uh, Raheem Mostert being being uh, a diamond in the rough, the Bosa, the Richard Sherman, the uh, Kendall Fuller, right? There's there's all of these storylines that we're looking forward to. What I don't know if everyone realizes is when that clock strikes triple zeros, Chiefs win, Niners win, does not matter. It's the offseason. And there really is no more football, right? It's not like the other no more footballs when it's like, uh, oh, high school football came to a close, but we still have college in the NFL. Oh, college football came to a close, but we still have the NFL. Starting next week, all we have is the XFL. Oh, wow. That's it. That's all we got. So so think about the offseason. What's going to be the big story? What should we prepare ourselves for? And I'll tell you right now, it should be cash. And it should be cash flowing like the rivers of Lake Minnetonka into Dak Prescott and Patrick Mahomes' pocketbooks. Records are going to be broken. And the funny part is, is it's actually going to be a good deal for the teams. 
Patrick Mahomes might get a hundred plus million dollars guaranteed, might get two hundred plus million dollars on the contract, might go over forty million dollars per year. Right, he might set a ridiculous standard, but the thing is, those standards go up constantly. Constantly. It's like if I told you a stock was just always going to go up, do you know when the best time to buy is? Right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. If you didn't buy yesterday, the best time is today because the stock's just going to go up. So you want to buy it now and it's just going to go up. Right. Okay. So think of quarterbacks like that. Quarterback salaries just keep going up and going up and going up and going up. So if you are the Chiefs or the Cowboys, you better buy your quarterback now because tomorrow it's going to be more expensive and the next day it's going to be more expensive. So give Patrick Mahomes the bonkers deal because Lamar Jackson is going to get a more bonkers deal. And if Joe Burrow shows up and balls out or Tua Tungovailoa shows up and balls out or if Trevor Lawrence down, they're going to get bigger contracts down the road. So this offseason... Expect for things to move quickly for a couple of those guys because teams realize the longer they wait, the more they're going to have to pay. If you want to pay Patrick Mahomes $200 million and then Dak Prescott gets $200 million, guess what? Patrick Mahomes is now worth 230 And just by waiting, you, you cost yourself $30 million. Man. So expect it to move quickly once it gets going this offseason, which starts Sunday night. We're going to take a break. When we come back, it's time for Hokie Hour. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this out there. I know Hokie fans won't like it. What can the Hokies learn from the University of Miami? Next.